0: Keep it fresh here on the Tahi Sotomalo and Evie rocking with you for this uh, October 31st, 2023, baby. Just in case you forgot what year it was. It's Halloween. How was it's your weekend? It's Halloween, baby. How was your weekend?
1: I mean, like, look. It wasn't good, actually. Mm. I did not have a good
0: weekend. I don't think a lot of New Zealanders did.
1: The All Blacks losing wasn't helpful. Mm. But I just didn't have a good weekend. Like, I mean, I had, I, yeah, it sounds, I feel mean saying that out loud now because I did go to my friend's birthday and that was lovely. <laughs> but like, other than that, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a good weekend for Evie. Mm. I'm still recovering from just being
0: grumpy. Yeah, no, I get, I get how that was. Like, it was like, um, it was like, Sunday was just such a morbid day because I swear when I turned on the news, it was just war and New Zealand lost the rugby. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is... This is tough, Jake. It's a rough I, I, one. You know, yeah. I got up early for that. Look, we'll, we'll get onto that later. I'm just... it's. I'm glad to be back at work. Yeah. You know, I'm glad yeah. to be doing something else. I did actually... I do want to make a shout out. On Sunday afternoon, I went along to the uh, premiere of the Marauder series, which is available now on RNZ. You should check it out. The first couple episodes are available streaming. Um, it is the... Sort of like a handy cam. Like, it's like a... It's a behind-the-scenes, really raw look... At Fat Freddy's Drops, uh, 2003 European tour. It's amazing. It's so good. It's just this really, like, like you just don't see documentaries like this. It's just so authentic. It doesn't look like it was ever really filmed to be released. It's just, oh, man.
1: I hate to be the guy who was like, I've known about this for ages. But this has taken an incredibly long time to make. Mm. And, like, when you see the final product, you're like, that's why. Yeah It's amazing It's from this time Where like people Weren't walking around With cell phones And like filming concerts And stuff Yeah um, So it's just kind of like It's real interesting And it's Fat Freddy's And everyone loves Fat Freddy's Who doesn't love Fat Freddy's who, Like honestly If you don't like Fat Freddy's I don't understand you So like, Do you hate Wellington? <laughs> <laughs> like what do we do? Like It feels personal
0: um, Shout out to Mia and Jamie Who I met there too We're gonna have Mia On the show at some point um, She's uh, an incredible Incredibly talented writer um, And also A a legacy generation of Fat Freddy's drop. Um, but yeah, you should check out Marauders. Also over the weekend dropped the Barbershop trailer. Barbershop trailer.
1: I'm really excited about Barbershop Sessions. We've got a new season for, for the OGs, the Tahi OGs. You remember Barbershop Season 1, um, which is an incredible series all set in Taita Tokoro, And it's just about um, young men, young mouldy men and their journeys up there. And in the first season, they sort of opened up to their barber about different struggles and it was like very beautiful very moving and also quite funny at times which felt quite wrong but like it's very genuine in that way but season 2 that we've got coming out now is um, all their performances from Inside the Barbershop and it's very exciting and I've had all the songs stuck in my head for like (laughs) weeks and like I don't know if this yarn is funny or not, but it's just been a thing around the office. I got that song, Proud to Be Māori, in my head, and I was walking around singing it everywhere. And, like, I thought it was cute, but I don't know if it was cute. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to leave that up to Waimari to decide if it was cute or not. Yeah, our cultural
0: (laughs) advisor. Um, (laughs) Hey, if you want to check those series out, head over to Tati's social media to stay up to date with everything. We've got the links there too. Make sure to give us a like and a follow to stay up to date. But right now, let's get into the show.
2: Kia ora, kō wai and I'm here with your headlines. Albany Bakery wins NZ's Best Sausage Roll Award. On Friday, the country's Best Sausage Roll was named out of over 400 entries, taking out the top spot as the Rosedale Bakery and Cafe in Albany, Auckland. The judges agreed the seasoning in their sausage roll was key to its success. Power cuts as ex-cyclone Lola lashes up a North Island. Thousands of homes are are without power in the Upper North Island and schools are closed in the Coromandel as ex-Cyclone Lola batters the region. Local residents are asked to stock up on supplies now if they need to, but to otherwise stay at home until the weather system is passed. Te Manakuratahi 2023 National Primary Kapahaka Competition comes to Nelson. The biggest junior kapahaka event in the world kicked off this week, with tamariki from schools all around Aotearoa taking to the stage. It's the first time the event had been held in four years. Te Chairman Jack Te says the festival gives, gives Tamareki the skills to continue performing at secondary school level, and from there they could move on to Te Matatini. Eminem releases a line of mum's spaghetti pasta sauce, the hip hop legend opened his own Detroit eatery in 2023 and serves up Slim Shady's childhood dishes, including spaghetti. The famous lyric that inspired the sauce is taken from his 2002 hit Lose Yourself, which are his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already, mum's spaghetti. Adi Savia named World Rugby Player of the Year. All Black loose forward Adi Savia has been named the Men's Rugby World Player of the Year at an awards ceremony in Paris. Savia got the top award at the World Rugby Awards a day after the All Blacks' one-point World Cup final loss to South Africa.
0: Alright, let's talk about the rugby, right? It needs to be... I can't... Let's address the Hmm. Springbok-sized elephant in the room.
1: I am upset am I proud of the boys yes obviously let's get that out of the way like before we start getting it get it out of the way they are great we love them we're very proud of them we're not mad at the All Blacks do you know who I'm mad at though do you know who I'm mad at mm-hmm. take a guess
0: does his name rhyme with Bane yes Riff 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 Wayne Ref Wayne Barnes, man.
1: I My issue is, if you're going to stop and start the game that many times, right, and be that technical, mm. at least catch everything. At least catch everything. Oh, you're going to let Springboks elbow our guy in the face. Not even going to stop it. We got that try. We got that try. Mm. And I saw a couple forward passes throughout that game. Did I know what a forward pass was before the game? Absolutely not. But I knew what it was by the end of it. And I knew it when I saw it. And I saw it a lot. I saw it a lot.
0: I, I think that's been a big color that's coming out after this game is a lot of people are saying tmo is ruining the game mm-hmm. of rugby.
1: What is tmo for those who, um, It's the
0: timeout. It's this. Yeah. Oh. So when they when they revert back to you know how the camera will cut to like there's like three dudes in suits in like a room looking at tv screens. Oh yeah,
1: the the security that's, camera yeah. guys.
0: So the, that those are the guys who basically review the footage, call out errors um and and stuff like that. So the 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 thing is, a lot of people's argument is it's ruining the sport. Yeah, I will say that was probably the most boring World Cup final. Oh yeah, just lots of stops and stuff. It's a re- that's why a lot of people go over to rugby league is because league is so much more fast paced. Yeah, the TMOs were really starting to annoy me, and it was like every time like the All Blacks put down points on the board, it was like a hold your breath and be like, do we get that? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> celebrate. Do at we get all. to keep that?
2: I, I don't know. I don't want to start beef, but apparently the TMO, the the guys who were mm. running, like who were in charge of the Rugby World Cup final, have actually screwed New Zealand over in the past. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not shocked. People were saying, you know, like Wayne, if they were him, they would have just ripped out the earpiece and not listened to the TMO because they were also like making it just difficult.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing, right? The TMO, f- it felt like they were looking for mistakes like it was less of like a let's review mistakes and more like a hey where can we find some errors? and if you were to have guys do that for every game of rugby you would probably have far more players yellow carded and red carded yeah things like that i'm not now am i trying to advocate that rugby should just be this rough and tumble sport no but it is a rough sport right it's 100 percent
1: and i just i also think the way new zealand play is like they were looking for Mm. problems but sam kane red card.
0: I mean, that was—I know a lot of people are a bit like, oh, I mean, he shouldn't he have gotten it. a red card," but it was a high tackle. Like, it. like you watch back the footage, did he mean to do it? No, no, I don't no. think no. for a second. Deliberate. Like, it, it it just looked like he maybe started the tackle too late, but like to get red, yeah, I don't know. I was like, yeah, it was dangerous. Should he have been red carded? I can understand it, um, but then if he's going to get red carded for that. There was other contacts later yeah. in the game that I was like, "Well, there should be root cards there too, if that's the case." Yeah. Um, yeah. But the All Blacks, considering they were a fourteen-man team the whole I game,
1: know. and we technically won because we did get that try that they took off us. I if, don't agree. I well, agree that we should have kept that try. So technically, I all,
0: mean, if we won. If, if if we're just counting on tries, the All Blacks are the only ones who did.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and also the th- three of the points South Africa got. Ref even admitted, like, after they got those points, like, oh, that was a mistake. I should have called something up before they got that. Oh, did Apparently.
0: Ooh. That's okay. what
2: I find interesting, though, because how does that... Why don't we just play
1: the game again? No, But <laughs> nah. like, I think we should, <laughs> yeah. but also, I mean, again, no disrespect to the boys... Personally, I've never missed a kick in a game of rugby in my life.
0: Oh, Barrett's got to be, be kicking himself. Hey. I've
1: never not caught a ball in a game of rugby, mm. rugby in my life either. In fact, I've never even lost a game of rugby in mm. my life. So really statistically,
0: it was, a, it. Yeah, it, was, it was a really weird like season. I don't know. I I, I don't want to say that All Blacks are bad because they're mm. pros. Oh, they're killing yeah, it. Yeah. But it was just something about them this year like i i I don't know i don't know i don't know maybe it's just because they didn't follow it this much this year or something like that but it was just kind of like a strange season um it was a weird
1: world cup hey i don't think that we ever got to that level of just like excitement with it true because there were a lot of upsets which is always Mm. like you know something to talk about but yeah there was a lot of stop starts and a lot of games i think this one was particularly bad but Mm. it was like this has been a theme the entire world cup but i will say You know who's looking... You know what? Not to objectify them, but all of were looking
0: good. Oh, okay. Their boys were
1: looking good. Like, they were... Like, Aaron Smith from the Christchurch. Airport bathrooms to the top of the world. Like, man was killing it. They all look great. Love the looks.
0: Yeah, shout out to Smith, Whitelock, who are finishing up. Who else is finishing up this year? I think it's
1: just those two.
0: Is it just those two? Um, Yeah. It's going to be weird not having them... And we're just really stepping into this whole new generation of all blacks. Like, mm. slowly it's just going to be. The, the old guard are going to be changed out for these new fellows and um, they're going to be raising that banner, which is exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. So still proud of the All Blacks, still made it through to the finals. A lot more than we can say for every other team in the Cup. So it is quite the achievement. Congratulations to the Springboks and congratulations to Wayne Barnes for ruining the sport.
1: Joining me on the Halloween couch, not the regular couch, just the <laughs> Halloween couch, is a comedian who's done what all comedians dream of and got their own show. McKenzie. Oh my God. it's
3: me. welcome
1: welcome you're here because i binged all of cubicle confessions in a day oh. uh, which is your incredible show on i watched it on tvnz plus I, yes. I was like is it, it is else? on tvnz plus it yeah. is on it is on there that is where i legally yes. watched it um tell me a little bit how the, about the show and how it came together because like every intro is like hey i love oversharing yeah let's
3: overshare. is that how it sort of started kind of well i think i basically got the job so the concept actually wasn't my idea it was oh. one of the producers lauren who's amazing beautiful stunning we love her um she like asked me to host i guess and i think i got the job because i used to, um she's one of the producers on have you been paying attention mm. and by the end of that filming those shows i would just be walking around tvnz like barefoot with like a quarter of a bowl of wine being like <laughs> I love you guys, Darren, the (laughs) other producer, and so I think they're like, who's a drunk girl who can get to host a bathroom show? My toilet, my my toilet, my sister, my sister keeps messaging me, being like, toilet queen. I'm like, okay, thank you, thank you, and the toilet queen. I love that they were like,
1: "Mm, okay, so who would you want to run into drunk in a toilet? (gasps) I've got the perfect first guy.
3: I really, that honestly, is my like. I am the toilet queen like any toilet I've ever been into I'm like you look beautiful dump him fuck her like I'm just you gotta there's
1: no camaraderie between women like a club toilet Mm. because like you could be just absolutely doing a shit and there'll be a girl out there going like, should I text him back? And you're like, no. Yeah. You're beautiful. Yeah. And I've never seen you. You can do be better. Yeah. 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 And everyone's in there like, who's got a lip gloss? Yes. Let's share eyeliner, which is very much discouraged by health no, professionals. Yeah, but we not going mascara do it, <laughs> <in the toilets.
2: laughs>
3: It's like, yeah. Sharing mascara in a toilet is like, <laughs> just a straight road to pink eye. <laughs> Why have got a stay? Like, yeah. what, what's happening? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> probably there's 15 mascaras you borrowed in clubs <laughs> like So so bad.
1: Um, You had a really great lineup as well of like some just uh, some of the most like funny women and people in New Zealand. But the lineup was mostly women, which I loved. Was there anyone uh, that you couldn't get? And it's okay to say me um, that you couldn't get on the show. But was there anyone on that list? Management was
3: really difficult. Yeah, you lost it because (laughs) yeah. Um, I try to think. Ah, oh, see, I really wanted Trixie Mattel. How good! Just because she was the first show we were doing, she was doing a, like the Pink Disco Tour in New Zealand, like the day after, and then. But then we, we, I, I was like, we need to get her. I don't even think they tried to. <laughs> just, they're like, we can't get her. Um, yeah, it was. A, I mean, it was hard because like I wanted all comedians i was just like put every single person i've ever met in comedy on there and they were like no we have to have a mix i'm like fine um but i did every guest was like so good and so fun and it was like it was just really nice to because like either they were like my good friends or they were just people i've seen on tv and i felt like i knew them so it felt like yeah easy i mean i kind of feel like that when i meet comedians
1: i'm like oh i've seen you stand up i know her yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know her Perfect. i was like she told me a story once yeah. about this but it's like no it's just the situation
3: and it's, but that's close, yeah, close enough yeah close
1: enough and I, it was a great show and like um, I was thinking you should do a season 2 obviously but um, you should get like Jenny Shipley on there or like Jenny
3: Shipley or I did like
1: think Juco I... like the Juco would be incredible oh on God, that show absolutely not like hey Judith what are your confessions like she would tell you something
3: crazy yeah but then I'd have to hang out with her that's so. true she's got great outfits though she Go
1: like, Girl can turn a look Girl me You know what's crazy No one would ever expect this Except that she might There have been multiple times Where me and Paula Bennett And Judith Collins Have the same outfit on <laughs> Like multiple <laughs> occasions In my life Today is today one. No, Well I think? wouldn't know Because I haven't seen one. If, <laughs> if either of them Are Sailor Moon for Halloween I'd be quite surprised <laughs> Oh my god I'm
3: going to lose my mind Does this mean you have to Join the national party <laughs> Oh my god But I work RNZ And I can't yeah, like, They won't do? be you <laughs> They'll <laughs> kick you out yeah, well, Fuck. I did think well because like Jacinda left, you know, Jacinda announced she was resigning, and I was like, I wonder if we could get her, and they were like, No, we're not my <laughs> planet. It's just Jacinda's quitting being prime minister straight to cubicle confessions. It's just like
1: such classic talent. You're like, well, we need to get Trixie Mattel. Yeah, I mean, call her. Where I like, mean, Beyonce. What do you mean, is Beyonce busy? I mean, are they bringing the eras to a yeah, yeah? Like get, get Taylor and
3: I honestly. Every, all the time I'm like, like I was talking to them about um, I was like yeah I just like I don't know if Lord would be good for the show because <laughs> I don't think she's really gossiping and they were like she wouldn't do this and I was go like go. well I don't even want her so it's,
1: well I was just suggesting so yeah um, whatever um, I also do my research interviews, so I was on your LinkedIn, um, and I think you've had so many random jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Give us a bit of a rundown of your job history, because it's so, quite unexpected. Literally, I was just thinking about deleting. <laughs> I need to delete my LinkedIn. <laughs> okay, so, oh God. Okay, my first ever job was at Wendy's, the ice cream place. Cool. Um, and then I worked at a golf course and a cafe, and all the old ladies would send my coffees back because I was shit. I worked at Wild Pier. Rest in peace. Oh my god! Yeah.
1: Oh my god! And I, I would just about cry about my, my boyfriend,
3: head. my ex-boyfriend, and my breakup out the back, and I did not get asked to stay on mm. after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked, I've been a lifeguard, I've worked at McDonald's in the drive-thru, which was my most stressful job ever, including being a lifeguard. I was like, people drowning, I don't care. But I'm like, this person needs change, this person's... I'm like, oh, just crying. Um, And that was the only job, it was North Dunedin McDonald's, it was the only job where I wasn't allowed to have my nose in because it was unprofessional. At McDonald's? Yeah, and I was literally like, sir, this is a McDonald's (laughs) job. Everyone I'm serving is a blind, drunk student.
1: Yeah. Uh, Which one of those jobs did you hate the most?
3: or oh, lifeguard. Yeah. Lifeguard. The it, stakes
1: are high. The
3: stake the stakes are high but also you just get so bored. Like it's so boring, especially in the winter because you're just watching like old people do backstroke poorly up and down and like at least when it's when you're outside you're like in the sun and you get to move around a lot and it's a bit more busy and but also under well I had undiagnosed ADHD. It's very oh, diagnosed now. Girl, welcome to the club. Oh my like God, the I worst can't possible lifeguard.
1: I used to work as I can't mention the brand, but a brand that has thousands of luminous spheres and I used to work for this brand in another unnamed department store which Ah. some would describe as your store, but I don't (laughs) know. And um, I had to stand there for like six or seven Uh. hours, undiagnosed ADHD. Girl, it's like, it's physically painful. Yeah. I felt like I was, I died and was reborn yes. hundreds of times in yeah. that day because I was just like, get me out of
3: here. It's so, I used to go up to my friend, when I was a lifeguard, I'd go up to my friend and be like, hey, can you just watch the pool for a sec? I'm just going to go grab some weight from the gym, tie them to my waist and throw myself in the deep end. Yeah. If you can just <laughs> keep just gonna, on that while I do that. Just going to nip
1: this one on the butt Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, couldn't do that job no.
3: again no I think probably
1: yeah maybe doing maybe comedy's, a bit
3: comedy's benefit. definitely a better do that. you have to fish a kid out the pool though you have to no I never jumped in to save anyone <laughs> so many people died your CV it's like yeah. always goes above and beyond yeah, except yeah. like Truly. The pool. But, I the hmm. incre- I was just incredible at throwing rings on kids <laughs> I think because of like beer pong I just was so good at it but one time I threw this ring on this kid. It was during, like, a school sports, like, swimming. And this kid, I was like, that kid's actively dying. I need to throw a ring on them. And then I did. And then they started crying. And they were really just, like, a shit swimmer. And they wanted to finish the race. But I was like, baby, I didn't think you were going to finish the race. And then mum was like, yeah, you're still going. And I was like, yeah, going to the bottom of the pool. Yeah, like,
1: going to God. Yes. Like, not,
3: <laughs> like it was not good um, we've got a
1: bit off track we're back to cubicle oh, yes. confessions um, you're one of those people and I mean this in the most like, so complimentary okay. way where I'll be watching something and you just pop up like I'll be watching like a little series like even stuff we've put out on target and just like pop yes. up I'm like oh there she is yes what are some what are some things that you've been in that people might not know
3: that you've been in Hmm. Like where's the surprise? The surprise. Hello, <laughs> I, Sticky TV. Oh my god! <laughs> I was on Sticky TV as a child. Oh my, eleven god. year old. I was like a little reporter, um, but no one's watching that. Um, I guess yeah. I was on um, Citizens Handbook. Yeah, that a cool was show the, on Tahiti. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh! There's this one clip from that show, and just your face. Like I was cracking up so much. It's the bit Thank where they're you. talking about wife sister marriage oh, legalization yes. act, and you're like doing the right, and it just cuts you and you're like. <laughs> oh, and it's like honestly the funniest part of the whole show to me. But <laughs> thank
3: you. Cracking up, yeah. It was just like my dumb little face. That was really nice because that was like my first. I feel like it was the first thing I got to that Was uh, acting is a strong word for me, but a proper like it was like a proper sketch and it was like I really got to see them film from multiple angles and like it was Chris Parker and Tammy Davis and Renee Lyons and Robbie mm. and um and everyone was just so amazing and I feel like I learned so much from there mm. and then like. Two weeks later I got like a Samsung ad, like a um because yeah, it was supposed to be someone else, but um her son got sick the day oh, before, so it oh, was mad. Oh no. oh, Last Resort Mackenzie coming through <laughs> again. Um and but I felt like everything I'd learned from just watching like Chris and Tammy, like and just how they professional they were but so funny it was like really helpful for that.
1: Would you say you prefer that sort of like filmed TV stuff over doing the live stand up? Or oh. are you like chill either way just, just happy chill, to get a laugh I'm
3: chilly happy to get a laugh I think stand up is good because it's immediate attention so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know it just and every time I'm doing a gig I'm like I don't want to do this I hate stand up I'm not funny I've never told a joke and then when I'm on stage I'm like just look at me go like I love it I love it so much but then the film stuff is really cool to see then how it turns out and also because I don't know if I'm doing a good job in the moment you know <laughs> yeah because no one's has yeah. been like oh, that's hilarious yeah I will say yeah i Cubicle Confessions was really special to me. Yeah. I love doing that. And that was like, it was just so nice. And I wasn't even, I wasn't nervous because I was the host. So I was like people coming into my house, you know, like. Yeah, your own little space. Yeah. But, and I didn't have to prep too much because it was just pretty conversational. Um, And then, but yeah, I wasn't nervous and I wasn't even like happy. I was just relieved that the producers were happy with me, especially Lauren, because it was like her baby. Yeah. yeah we have to wrap it up now because i'm getting the i'm no. getting the this one i'm gonna stay free but they can't yeah, God, just
1: chill no, it's fine like i mean they can't remove us from it no. right. Squatter's rights.
3: Squatter's rights.
1: but tell everyone best place to see cubicle confessions give us the elevator 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 the elevator pitch and like where can people catch up with you got any shows coming up
3: any new jobs you're gonna start i need to look in my calendar I do have a new job. I can't talk about it. Oh, no. That makes it sound like it's a good job. It's it's not a good job. I just... uh, It doesn't matter. Um, Okay. (laughs) Elevator pitch. Um, Cubicle Confessions now streaming on TVNZ+. It is... Yeah, it's basically just we got people to send in their confessions and me and my guests would gossip about them. And so it's just girls being gossipy and unhinged in the toilets. (laughs) Hey, so good to see you, Evie. This has been great. Thanks for coming. (laughs) It's been lovely. (laughs) Halloween. Halloween!
1: Halloween, it's best day of the year.
0: Is this much better days? Nah, there's not. Auckland there's
1: Anniversary. Not. Auckland Anniversary Christmas. is such a bizarre take
0: on the best day of the year. Why does it, everyone around the office is like, when they're like, that's your favourite public holiday? I'm like, yeah. Auckland Halloween, Anniversary. Halloween, you don't even get a day off work for Halloween.
1: No, but like, why would you? I don't know. Anyway, it just
0: doesn't count if you don't get a day off.
1: It's my favorite day of the year, as pre-discussed. It has everything that I like. It is spooky. It is emo. It is dress up. It is cosplay. It mm. is wearing minimal clothing on a night out. It is everything that I like. Um, and we've seen some great costumes this year. Most people celebrated over the weekend. Mm. Did you have any standouts? No. No.
0: I really didn't know anyone that went to like Halloween parties no, or anything. No, I don't even like mean that. people. You
1: know, I mean like celebrities.
0: No, nah, I just didn't see. This one TikToker that I followed dressed up as the purple Teletubby. Oh, Well,
1: yeah, that's pretty good. I thought
0: that was pretty good. I mean,
1: I've been I mean, it's big for me. I've been following a lot. Would you like a rundown? Okay, here we go. Sure. So uh uh Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox have defrosted and come back from the dead, uh, to give us not one but two Halloween looks. Look number one, very cool. Uh it was a Kill Bill look where Machine Gun Kelly went as Uma Thurman and Kill Bill and uh Megan Fox went as um go-go from Kill Bill with the mace oh, thing oh yeah so that was cool uh, my, honestly though one of the best Halloween costumes that I saw was Kourtney Kardashian because she dressed as Kim Kardashian um, when she yeah famously Kim Kardashian when she was pregnant went to the Met Gala and she wore this like very floral very long Dress, mm. and she was super pregnant, and people were not nice about it. And they, it's like famously a hated look. I thought she looked beautiful, but mm. whatever. But that's what Courtney dress as, and I was like, that's funny because they're on a five right now, so that's hilarious. Actually,
0: I saw was it North dressed up as the bear from um was it the graduation? Bear yeah, she dressed yeah, 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 as? yeah. I thought that was pretty sick.
1: That was pretty cool. Classic North having no idea how iconic she is. Yeah, like she doesn't even like know.
0: I just I. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, like, a weird thing because, like, obviously everything Kanye's, like, girl going on and probably Kim's feelings towards Kanye <laughs> her daughter dressing up as Kanye he's like famous girl—is just like oh man that's that's pretty rough
1: yeah I think yeah <laughs> but it's one of what are you gonna do what are you gonna Weird! do I really enjoyed a lot of people dressing up as James Charles that's like a classic
0: Halloween really? look that I just find it funny how do be, how do you dress up as James Charles there's
1: this famous like picture of him from back in the day where he's like really pale and like really contoured and the lips are really overdrawn and the lashes are really big and people kind of do that look and wear Ah. like what he wears and like super funny I mean also just like Paris Hilton went as Britney Spears in the Toxic video does it get more iconic?
0: Paris Hilton yeah
1: does it get more iconic? yeah that's she also dressed as Katy Perry the next day because one thing about Paris Hilton is you're going to do multiple looks
0: celebrities having multiple Halloween outfits it just do you know what I feel like Halloween is one of the it's for the working class agree with you you know like when like celebrities have like expensive big budget halloween outfits it's kind of like oh get a grip bro like it's cool when you see somebody who's like cut a piece of cardboard out into mm. some form of a halloween costume and like that's the accessory and they just draw on it with a vivid yeah. and it's kind of like yeah g like that's rugged that's working class i spirit? love that i respect that but when celebrities are like i'm going to spend $100,000 on this Halloween costume. I'm just, I can't get with it. it just I think feels... the only
1: exception to that for me would be Heidi Klum, the Queen of Halloween. Um, every year, Heidi Klum will and always does display the best Halloween look of the year. Mm. Maybe she was a big worm. She went as a big-ass worm one year. It was crazy. And she always does the prosthetics. It's like her thing. She's been doing it for, like, 20 years. It is incredible. Mm. But then I, too, agree with you. I do think there's this kind of this trend now with celebrities, right, with Halloween, where they just pay homage to something and have, like, a very edited, very produced, like, done Instagram photo for it. Like,
0: Yeah, like, if you're getting prosthetics done... I feel like you've lost the spirit of Halloween. Oh, I think it's like, fun. If I nah. could get
1: your prosthetics on me, I would definitely like. Nah, there's, just, there's it. There's
0: something rugged and raw about... I just envision a bunch of students in a Dunedin flat whose Halloween budget was $20 and whatever they had left in their wardrobe. That's, that, that's a Halloween outfit to me.
1: My favourite Halloween outfits are just lingerie with random cat ears. I think those are the best outfits. I think I genuinely am like... You can wear whatever you want. It's like main girls. Mm. You can wear whatever you want. Just put cat hairs on it. I'm a mouse, duh. Like those are my favourite outfits. That's what Halloween's about. And I also just love seeing like cosplay girlies out and about. Mm. Might good for you, girl. <laughs>
0: So it's Tuesday, you know what that means. New music added to the Tahi list as well as our website streaming 24-7 the freshest tunes. Over on Tahi's new music post, this week's featured artist Romy Wright, an incredible jazz musician, her single featuring uh, Kenny Sterling, Bring It Back, her debut single... I've been waiting for it to drop music for a long time, so now that it's finally here, I'm really excited, and it's well worth the wait. It's a phenomenal record. Um, also on the local list, which is all local this week, because I just there was so much local tunes that I just couldn't skip anybody else. Uh, Sam V, Homebrew, Prince, Mudoki, uh, Timmy the First, who's joining us on the show shortly, Kimbra, 0800, Ebony Lamb, and A. A.P. All of these have been added to the Tahi list on Spotify, or as I mentioned, streaming 24-7 on our website, Tahi.fm. Make sure to check it out and celebrate some fresh local tunes. Joining me in the studio today, our illustrious guest, Timmy the First. Thank you so much for joining
4: us today, Ace. Yeah, I'm I'm super happy to be here, man. Like I'm super I'm a big fan, watching Tahi on on Instagram that. all the time. This is something I've always been like. This is super cool. Mm. Like, as, as soon as I saw that Instagram page come up, I was just like, I gotta follow this.
0: Oh and man, no. Nah, thank you, bro. I really appreciate that. And and I. Saw your name first come up when I started working here at Tahi, Because I think we have one of your songs um, Your previous release that dropped back in 2021 Yeah,
4: Throne. Was Throne your debut single? I actually had music before this oh, Before okay. that um, I've been making music for maybe about five years now Oh, yeah um, And before I even dropped Throne I had like a whole EP out um, wow. with, the, with quite a few tracks I think I probably had a total of about five tracks mm. Or so that, that I had out um but then i went through kind of like a period of like i don't know maybe reinventing myself but kind of development development self-development type of thing Mm -hmm. when i started working with the team at big pop Mm -hmm. and that's when i kind of was digging a bit deeper in terms of defining my sound and like Mm -hmm. my journey as an artist um but yeah i i had more songs before that but throne was kind of my debut off like that New, this reinvention of, of yourself, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I,
0: I, I see it a lot with artists. I, th- I think, like, um, uh, Brandon Shiraz and LSJ, like, mm-hmm. they're uh, Church and AP, Diggy Dupay, they've released projects in the past. and I feel like they got to this point in their career where they felt like it didn't represent them anymore, and they were like, that's not who we are. And they pulled it off of streaming services, although they hold it near and dear. They're just like, we're at a new point in our career, and that doesn't represent us well. and I'm like, I get it, man, but tell us a bit, tell us a bit about how you got into music and stuff like yeah. that. And you were actually telling me, so Timmy the yeah, First. Timmy the Timothy first. is your real name. Yeah. Um, But you chose to keep Timmy as your name. Why?
4: Yeah, because I guess Timmy is, is one of the... Uh, my name kind of came out from various things. I wanted it to be easy for people to say, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be like still me. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I noticed is most people ended up calling me Timmy. And it was kind of like the name people were comfortable calling me. Even back home in Africa, they call me Timmy, but it's like with the accent like Timmy. So it's like, I was like, okay, that's me. And then, you know, the the first part kind of came as it was more for me than for other people. Because Mm. one of the things I stand by is I always want to stay in my own lane. And I always want to do my own thing. And my dream as an artist is to be able to create like a lane or a path or something that I could be like the first or mm. like this is me this is Timmy you know mm-hmm. so Timmy the first kind of comes as that's that kind of package of how I piece that together
0: where in in Africa is your family from Zimbabwe Zimbabwe wow
4: yeah. did you were you born
0: there and came over here or
4: yeah so I was born in Zimbabwe and then I moved out here to to Auckland when I was about five years old oh, yeah. so honestly it's, it's kind of a weird thing because I'm I'm born in Zimbabwe that's my home where so my roots are but i kind of spent more time away mm. so it's, it's kind of weird when i go back i kind of have this weird feeling like i'm home but i'm not home and then i come here and i'm like i'm home but i'm not home so it's kind of like displaced either way yeah no i get that
0: like like i wasn't born in Samoa. Well, i was born here but yeah. every time i go back home i lived there when i was like 15 for a while but like mm. every time i go back i call it home it feels like home but yeah. i know it's it's not, yeah, you know, like, there's yeah. still a part of me that's like, I'm just a tourist. Here. Yeah, exactly. But then I come back here and I'm like, this doesn't, like, I feel comfortable, but yeah, I, yeah, like, like I still stuff... feel like a tourist, you Yeah, know, like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not from the land here, so yeah. like, yeah, it's a, it's a strange feeling. I suppose, like, how much of your culture comes into play when you're creating music?
4: Yeah, it's kind of like a fruit salad, to mm-hmm. be honest, um, because um, in addition to just, Um, New Zealand I also spend quite a bit of time in um, uh, Canada for about five six years Mm. so I kind of have like a lot of bits of me like a bunch of core parts of me that are from different places which is why even like my accent is very weird like I don't have a specific accent. (laughs) like a weird combination of stuff Mm. but it's like I took pieces and I took bits um, from everywhere I do though like to keep my Culture from Zimbabwe mm-hmm. close to my heart. Like I still speak Shona. Mm-hmm. Um, I still hold like a lot of the traditional processes and stuff like that. When it comes to core things, um, and core events in in my life, I like mm-hmm. to keep those um with me because I do want to pass that on to like the next generation yeah. and stuff like of my family and stuff like that. So, but I I kind of yeah I kind of have bits and pieces from it ev- mm-hmm. from everything that I yeah.
0: I think that that makes sense because when I listen to your music, I hear very international uh, sound to it oh. like it's non-specific I think to New Zealand which is a good thing That's I don't think I think stinky. like um, it, it It just sounds so unique okay. to the music scene here um, which I really enjoy and, and, and it's interesting hearing about I suppose for me because like I I grew up around like Balangis and Islanders mm. um, and I suppose hearing about like African culture and the influence it has in music and things like that is really interesting to me I'm curious if you ever feel like there's Pressure on you as an artist to represent your culture like that?
4: Yeah, to a certain extent, you know mm. there is there is a bit of pressure to represent myself, but it's like that pressure comes from so many different ways. You know, people expect me to be like a super Kiwi artist, mm. or some expect me to be like a Zimbabwean artist, and then all my friends from Canada are like, "Yo, you got some, you know, some Canadian like American type of influence." Um, but it's like, I don't like in my journey in music, I've kind of decided to just feel. Because, mm. like, what I, what I believe in, in music, it's a lot more to me, it's a lot more about feeling and listening than it even is about actually expressing. Mm. Um, I just go with, with what feels right to mm. me. Um, when it comes to my musical background or knowledge, I feel like I know less about music than probably the average person Mm. in terms of like um, I guess my history and knowledge of music because Mm. I grew up in an environment where I was quite um, sheltered Mm. Um, my parents were a lot into the Christian side of things so I was kind of limited to like gospel music Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all I listened to Um, so even things like hip hop and stuff like that, I got into that super late mm. so it's like for me i don't have as much of like a box when it comes to genres or when it comes to ideas of music it's just kind of like what feels right mm. i'm gonna express that in the best way that i can type of thing.
0: it's a we we had who shot scott on the show a while back and he said the same thing like he he, he goes in not with a specific genre in mind but just mm. like what feels good yeah i feel like it's a really healthy relationship with music is to like yeah. not be like I have it's it's I suppose it's looking at music as more of a art yeah or a creative expression yeah. than it is to be like I'm, a, I'm gonna make this type of music and this is all I'm gonna do yeah. and I just have to keep making this like I think <laughs> yeah. it's I think it's really cool it's a really healthy way of looking at creating music mm-hmm. um, your latest single robot heart chakra mm-hmm. it's available now on all streaming platforms yeah. tell us a bit about this single I'm, I'm curious about this the name of the song actually. yeah um, <laughs> So, like, so, yeah. Evie thought it was a Naruto reference. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know anything about Naruto, but, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm really, I like, it's just such a, like, yeah, s- it's a sick name. So, yeah, I'm like, like, tell me a yeah. bit about the name of the song.
4: Yeah. I'm, I mean, first off, I'm a big anime fan, so that's pretty cool. I'm a Naruto <laughs> fan, too. Oh, okay. Um, right. But that's not where the, the name kind of came from. It was, okay. like, this song was just purely um, feeling. Like mm. When we started uh, making it, I was working with Abraham Coonan, producer, yeah. um, so when we started off, we it was just feeling. What mm. do we want to feel? And when we started with the, the bass line that you hear at the start of the track, um, then we started recording some like, my vocals, they were like mumbles, you hear them, it was like kind of like mumbles. Mm. And we layered it, and that feeling ended up being like, that feeling that kind of unlocks your like heart chakra type mm. of thing um and then that paired with this weird like robotic feel almost like i do not explain it almost like you're under a pillow type of thing and that's kind of where the name kind of started coming from uh and when we first were like robot heart chakra but at the same time uh i kept that name because i feel like we're in a place where our feelings or our emotion of kind of become robotic like a lot of people that I see or I talk to have feelings that are not even their own like it's based on social media what's trending right now what's Mm. happening I love the song but it's like that's because that's the trending song right now or Mm. like I like wearing this or like doing this that's because that's what's in right now and it's like I feel like we got to a place where it's like so robotic and everyone's just riding the next wave and it's like I just wanted to get out of that so it's kind of like the opposite of off that when I started doing this track I was like I want to be me and I want to express myself and how I am and face my real emotions type of thing as well that's
0: special dude that's a very per- <laughs> it's, it's a I, I it gives me great appreciation for the record knowing how personal it is mm. to you I think um, and and it's a it's really cool how the name of the song relates deeply to the feeling of the song yeah. more than it was just like a yeah a but... name like yeah like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's cool man like yeah. um I suppose with the single uh it's been 2 years since your last single mm-hmm. does this single represent
4: more new music on the way Yes 100% mm-hmm. um the past 2 years I've been going through a lot of development um <clears throat> like singing was one of the things one of the tools i just added uh, in the past couple years Mm. um, to what i do i've been working on so many things and it's just i had been kind of working to get to a place where i'm like i feel like i'm ready and i've solidified quite a few of the things i'm still growing Mm. in so many ways but i feel like i'm now ready to express it so there's so many new tracks that i'm ready to release uh this song was leading up to an ep that i plan on releasing in december which is, um, <clears throat> which is quite different mm. um, The same way someone would listen to Throne And then they'll hear Robot, Heart Shocker Like what? Is this the yeah, same yeah, artist?
0: Yeah, yeah, two sides of the coin, yeah Yeah,
4: so the EP kind of continues with that same energy I don't think people really expect um, that combination of sounds mm. But they all then tie in together with, with the meaning What they are to me And um, the messaging and, and the tracks
0: Looking forward to it, man. December. is gonna be on us <laughs> over before you know it, man. Waking the fans and listeners, keep up to date with everything to me the first.
4: Instagram is probably the best. Um for everything I usually post on there quite regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also post on TikTok. I've been trying to catch up on that wave, you oh, know, yeah. I feel like I'm more comfortable to share more raw stuff on TikTok, like unprocessed, but Instagram is where I usually post the most. Stuff.
0: Nice. We'll check a link up to it on the Tahi's Instagram story. Uh, Robot Heart Chakra, streaming now on all streaming services. Wherever you can get good music, make sure you check it out from Timmy the First. Big shout out, uh, Zoe, Big Pop. Um, And thank you so much for joining us on the show today, guys. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Man, pleasure, bro. All right, we're getting back into the show. Uh, Over the weekend, OneFour's Netflix documentary dropped, which is huge. I don't know how many Pacific Island documentaries there are on Netflix, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty sick. Um, OneFour's Against All Odds documentary available on Netflix is basically... It covers... There's like two sides to it, right? It covers... Half of it is the origin story of the Group 1-4, for those who don't know, uh, considered the pioneers of drill music in Australia, but also five young Pacific Islanders who have become internationally renowned. Um, Phenomenal stuff. Haven't really seen that for Pacific Islanders since really, like, Booyah Tribe. We've seen PIs get international success and recognition. But to the degree that 1-4 have in the network, like they're on GQ, Rolling Stones, like they got songs of the Asap Ferg and stuff like that. It, it, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, they're real pioneers. And the half of the documentary sort of covers their origin, how they came to be, all the difficulty they faced. And then the other half is them just constantly, and I'm going to use the word harassed because that is how it's portrayed in the film, um, harassed by the New South Wales police force oh it wow. is shocking these boys were and like there's there's no nice way to put it you just got to be honest they had a very violent past they yeah. grew up in a very rough environment you become rough when you live in those environments that's how it goes um, but they've turned their lives around creating this music and taking a legal avenue and the police are pulling over their parents they're raiding their houses with guns drawn um the boys aren't allowed to perform any shows. Uh, Like, they get shut down by the police, even when they came to New Zealand. Um, Some of the boys couldn't travel because they were sentenced, like, previous sentences. Um, But, like, the New South Wales police force sent letters to the New Zealand immigration, was like, hey, maybe don't let these guys in. Um, There's also a part where, and it's quite incredible. They actually, when they first got into making music, they worked with Kid Leroy. And um, Kid Leroy, actually, and it's really interesting. Kid Leroy sneaks them into their concert. Because, like, and these guys are, like, hiding in a back room because if the police find out they're there, they'll shut down the concert. And, like, the, they're originally supposed to perform one of the nights. And then conveniently, right before the boys are about to leave the house, they get raided by the police. And then the next night, they sneak out. They sneak on stage. Kid Lauri brings them out. And it is the first time in their history as a group that they've been able to perform in Sydney, where they're from. It is, wow. a re- it is a really remarkable documentary. If you thought N.W.A.'s uh, Straight Outta Compton film was interesting about how they got harassed by the police and weren't able to perform songs like FTP, um, this is a documentary that will blow your mind because we're seeing the same thing that happened to N.W.A. in South Central L.A. during the late 80s, early 90s. Here, on this side of the equator in Australia, in the t- modern day, it's, it's really just bizarre. It's disturbing. Um, But it's also, I felt very inspiring to get harassed as much as they did and still make music. Is kind of...
1: It's amazing. It's I mean, that's pretty... so interesting, because I didn't... Yeah, I didn't know that part of it. Like, I'd heard about the doco, and I was like, oh, it should be about them.
0: Oh, if you... And how they're
1: in their sound and stuff. I realised it was, like, a calculated... Get you,
0: like... It'll get you fired up. They interview um, the leaders of the New South Wales Police Force and Raptor Squad and so forth. Some shocking details there for you to discover that I will not spoil for you, but it is a remarkable documentary, obviously filmed... Uh, early, I want to say it was filmed late last year, potentially, or early this year, um, as there's certain events that happen that uh, are kind of old news as of now, but that doesn't change anything. The documentary is phenomenal. You should definitely check it out, and it is a intriguing story. If you are a uh, human rights advocate, a freedom of speech uh, believer, if you just like good music or you love one for there's something there for you. Check it out, Against All Odds. It's great. All right, that is about all the time we have for today's show. Very passionate at points.
1: You know what? <laughs> I was saying earlier, I did have a Red Bull today instead of a coffee, and the vibes are different, eh? Like, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of feelings today.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't sleep for some reason. I had this weird thing last night where I was, like, in bed going to sleep at, like, 11. And then... 11! Yeah, I usually go to bed quite late. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, really I generally early. don't sleep well, but um, I... For some reason, I was laying there and I felt like I'd been laying there for ages. And then I checked my phone and it was three o'clock in the morning. And I don't know whether or not I fell asleep, but just like without me knowing, and then woke up without no- like it was just like a weird thing where I was like, I'm pretty sure I've been lying here for a while. Yeah, I was I like, know that I can't have been lying here for four hours. But you might have been. But I could have. Yeah, it would explain. I I like notoriously yawned all morning and I didn't stop for coffee. I made instant coffee, which was. I'm gonna be honest with you. Instant coffee is not a great way to start a day. It's
1: not what I'm after. Personally.
0: You, it's it, no it, it's no judgment. Everyone drinks. The only reason you drink instant coffee is to tide you over to buying a real coffee. Which I am going to hopefully do after the show. Yeah. Um, but a uh, big shout out to uh, Timmy the First and.
1: Liv McKenzie, my new friend. We're friends now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'm stoked. Sh-
0: yeah. Very happy about that. Yeah. Um, big shout outs <laughs> to uh, Evie Sailor Moon outfit. Woo! Shout out to my mother in law for lending me a bed sheet. She didn't lend it to me. She's going to get angry when she finds out that I took the fitted bed sheet to take photos in. I'm going to clean it. Um, but hey, until we see you Thursday, uh, as we always say, "Tolfa soi fuai" and.
1: Car